Hello and welcome to Ias Gablan, a bi-weekly podcast from four Latinx daughters. And so for everybody out there listening, hello and welcome back to the Ias Gablan podcast. We're back for another mini episode and of course, per usual, um, I'm Maria Jose and today I have a very special guest. Me be like I am a female Latina Chicago artist on the come up. I am also a self-produced songwriter and composer, multi-instrumentalist. Just trying to do anything that is related with music. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about maybe start telling us about like um, your style, right? What kind of music do you make? Like, what's what's your vibe? <laughs> Okay, so my vibe, um, I am a huge fan of all of the genre of pop and rock. Like, I grew up, you know, listening both to English pop and Spanish pop, like mezcla de los dos. <laughs> um, so I do my own take of bridging that, uh, the identity of being like, you know, bilingual with both Spanish pop and English pop. Um, and I just kind of put my own flavor to it. That's uh, really my my foretake on music, uh, I don't see as many uh, like Latinas, at least not as many like English speaking Latinas being able to like do that right now or that if they are doing that, if they're active on it, I don't see it highlighted as much. So I want to be one of the first to kind of pave that way that, hey, we can do this kind of music too. Hell yeah. And when you're thinking about influences, like, is there certain people that come to mind that you're like, these people really influence like my sound or even why I wanted to make music, whether it's like English or Spanish? Um, one of the main artists and bands that I follow since I was young was the Mexican pop band Belanova. Love them, uh, especially when they were at their peak in the mid 2000s. Uh, Belanova definitely is one of my bigger influences. Um, and from like the English side, I love uh, artists like The Weeknd. He has done, you know, he's highlighted that that nostalgic 80s synth sound, um, kind of bringing it back, back to popularity. Um, so I dabble with like, you know, that kind of style and he's, he's one of like the bigger, bigger influences. I love that. Um, and I love that also the, like you have influences, both English and Spanish, right? And how are the ways that you incorporate sort of those influences? Like, um, like, how do you see yourself? I know that like in your TikToks, you talk about sort of being first gen and being a Latina, being Chicana, right? How is that important or how does that influence your music? Because I know that I am both from here and I am, I have a huge influence, you know, being Mexican, first generation, because we're literally just one step away from, you know, what our parents lived through and what influenced them and what was their culture. Yeah. You know, they brought that over here to the United States, you know, settled here, had us, you know, had kids, but we're, we have a, me a mesh of both their culture and then the culture here. So I wanted to really emphasize that I, I carry both sides in my music. Um, and I see, you know, popular artists such as like Shakira 
and Carol G, like, you know, they're, they're doing both sides, you know, maybe they're doing more Spanish, um, but I'm seeing the growth of like how people are really stepping out and dabbling in both the English and the Spanish. So I wanted to be one of those as well. Yeah, you know, it, it has been like a big few years for like Spanish speaking artists, right? We have like Shakira, we have Bad Bunny, right? Carol G, all of these different folks who have really been making a name for themselves, you know. Um, and I think that a lot of the times people really resonate with them because of their story and things like that. Like when it comes to you taking it maybe like a little bit back or backtracking a little bit what brought you to music like how did you become interested why music right um if you want to tell us a little bit about that i am the only daughter of four kids um all brothers i had three brothers i'm like right in the middle i'm the second and our dad was a musician or he is a musician so he really was the influence for all of us uh, to, you know, dabble into music. He was, you know, in our, you know, church choir. That's where he technically met my mom. But he was also in like those gruperos, like in the 80s that would, you know, t like play like, you know, Grupo Liberación and Grupo Brindis, like, but then he'll switch to like Mana. So, <laughs> yeah, so I had, I had, music always around me always and he you know told us as we were growing up if there's something that i can leave behind um for my kids is is at least that they know their knowledge of music and it's very true like i take music now everywhere with me like it's it's my form of being able to express myself but it's also another avenue of income and hustling and you know playing at different locations and gigs and restaurants like you know that's not what I want to always focus on but when times are hard it's like hey I have one more talent that I can showcase and like you know offer a service so it's just it's something that we've grown up with it's something I've grown up with and why it's really relevant to me oh is there like a specific moment that you can remember where you were just like Yep, like I want to do music. This is what I want to do. Like, is there a moment? I don't know if like there is a moment, but if they like, if you can recall where you were just like, yeah, I think that I'm one, I'm good at this, but two, like, <laughs> no, I kind of like this. There is always a moment. It was in 2018, summer of 2018. And I was going through a chapter in my life where I actually didn't have nothing with music at all like there was a gap that i stepped away from music for a few years just you know life you know just takes you in different journeys and i can say that that was like my lowest point that i'd ever you know put myself through and i was in that position where i thought if i don't change my life right now will i ever actually go through what i said i was going to do all those years ago which was to pursue my music And I, it was something that I completely had forgotten about. And it was just that aha moment. I'm like, no, I need to, because otherwise if I don't, if I don't go for it, I'm never going to know. And thanks to that, I was just diligent and focused on, you know, working on my music, writing, that I was able to uh, be picked to play at Chicago's Rido Fest in 2021 as an artist. So it was just like, 
oh my god is this real life like <laughs> i love that if you can tell us a little bit more um about what Rilo fest is and sort of for those of us that are not from chicago tell us a little bit about that how did that go there uh, biggest Latin alternative rock festival called Rido Fest. And it's been a festival that started in 2015 and it's just grown every single year. Bands from, you know, like Los Angeles Azules to Hombres G to Enanitos Verdes to El Tri, like a lot of big bands like Sirata, they've all have played at this festival. And um, I was in a different band at the time, actually with my siblings. Uh, we had our own band at first called The Mini Projects, and that was like my first run as like, you know, doing something with music. And we were picked to, as one of the local artists, since we were from Chicago, to play for that festival, and that was in the summer of 2021. So it was like, it was just, oh man, we really are doing this. <laughs> I love that. I also love that sort of you started this as sort of a fa family project, right? It was you and your siblings. How did that go? Why, why? <laughs> Not that I'm trying to get you to give us tea or anything, but why is that no longer a thing? Because you, you yes. introduced yourself as a solo artist, not as a part of this group. Yeah. So what happened so, there? Tell us more about you that. You know, at the end of the day, we are still Latinos. <laughs> so we, um, so we had that band for three years, three years. But towards the end, we were all heading in totally different directions of what we wanted for ourselves personally as people, and then to as a collective, as a band, as an artist. And my brothers, they were younger, like one of them, uh, he's the youngest one. He His focus right now is school. He's in college, like he's, you know, doing his career. Um, so we weren't coming to terms on what we wanted and it just, it was starting to fizzle out where we were holding each other back on what each of us wanted individually. So we figured like, this is probably going to be the best thing for us. The last thing I wanted was for us to continue moving forward if, if our hearts weren't all completely in it. And it was very hard. It was really hard to make that decision because it's like loving family and, you know, sometimes like when it's family, like emotions get involved and, you know, that's the one thing that we want to try to avoid when it comes to like doing things like your music and it's something so personal. Fair. And thinking a little bit more about family, right? I feel that like, or at least I don't know, maybe it's my For You page, right? But I feel that I always see people sharing that like they're first-gen folks, right? That they're just like my parents like immigrated here and they don't see the utility or the usefulness of creativity, right? That parents sort of suppress this idea of music or art or writing, right? Because they want kids to be lawyers and doctors. You know, the stereotypical thing that we're supposed to be as, you know, the, the children of immigrants, with your family, like what kind of support or lack thereof did you, they have, like what, what feelings did they have about your music? I know you already spoke a little bit about your dad, but in general, what did that look like for you? The oldest out of us, he, he went to college for filmmaking. So the arts were like, they, the arts were just always around our families. Like just, it was always just something that I guess it was the norm. Um, 
and maybe who knows i i don't know because i can't speak for them up out of all of us kids i think i was the one that was the closest to my dad thanks to music like i i feel like i just was always there with him in the practice room whenever he was trying to you know structure a song or practice something new or show something to the choir um it he always came to me for advice even at a really young age like i remember being as young as 11 12 years old and my dad coming to me about hey how do you feel about this song like being done this way or how would you feel about us trying this out and for him to trust me like being so young it looking back at it now i, I see that he really did see the potential that i had as as an as a as a musician that he instilled that trust in me so they to answer that <laughs> they just always have let me be i think the issue that us first generation is we want to be taken seriously and we want to be able to be free of doing it our way when was like your first memory in regards to like because i know you write music right what did what was that first song about how did that go was it something that you consulted your dad in like what did that look like is called into thin air i wrote that song when i was 17 uh i went through like my first breakup (laughs) so it was just you know that first like oh like i what was me i'm suffering over here but it was it's a very in-depth song that um People can find it on Spotify. It is out. Uh, it And it's one of the first tracks that I did end up releasing with the mini projects uh, in 2019. But that song is, it's an old song that I've, I just had buried. And I figured, okay, if we're going to do this music, let me go through all my old notebooks from when I was a teenager and just go through all these songs that I started writing when I was young, but I just never did anything with them. Uh, so it was almost a, it was a nice little trip going back in time for that. Do you look back at sort of that music and are just like, dang, like things have really changed since then? Or what are those thoughts of sort of the going back or the being able to listen and being like, dang, I was in a really interesting time. (laughs) No, I do. I do. Cause not all of the, not all of them were pretty, but I look at it now and, uh, I compare to what my writing style is now and i look at it as any any talent that you do or any talent that you have you have to nourish it and you have to practice and you have to get better the more that you do it you obviously you know your talent flourishes so i can see the growth of my style in writing and in lyrics has become a lot easier than when i was younger because i think when i was younger i was just using a lot of cliche and cheesy and just over the top and I'm like, okay, I should write the way that I'm speaking to someone. <laughs> I love that. I also love that you sort of, ever since like you were younger, right, you you practiced the journal writing, right? Because you mentioned that you're like, well, if I'm going to take music seriously, let me look at my old journals. I love that you were able to sort of conserve even like parts of your life, right, through these journals that like you can now be like, I'm inspired to do music, 
Um, so I wanted to shift with that a little bit more about some of the songs that you've put out, right? Um, I know that there's one that you were um, circulating on TikTok that's called like Not Not Hearted or No Hearted. Um, if you could tell us a little bit more about that song. Over Christmas break. It was over Christmas break. Uh, alongside my producer that works with me, uh, he all, he's basically like my co-writer, co-producer when it comes to my personal music. That song is about the anxiety that I feel a lot of us go through when we are just, you know, we're, we're just trying to like better ourselves and we're trying to showcase like what we have to offer as, you know, a human being, as, you know, a Latina, as somebody that's trying to contribute to society. And sometimes we get so stuck in our heads and we're overthinkers. And I know I'm a huge overthinker. Uh, so that song reflects about me overthinking, like, do people even take me seriously? Do people even uh, notice of what are the messages that I'm trying to share in my music? Um, and, you know, social media is a great thing, but it can also be a bad thing if you if you are not made of thick skin and you're prepared of like what's coming and i'm sure that you guys have probably have seen that with your podcast just people are just haters <laughs> sometimes and the song not hearted it talks about that like well you can hate me if you want but i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing because this is what i love and this is who i am and maybe what i do is not for you but it'll be for somebody else that connects with it. Mm. I really love that because that is really true, right? I feel that that's one of, even for us, right? Of course, there's been like times within the podcast that we're like, bruh, like our TikToks aren't being pushed out or like we're just really tired of coming on here and it doesn't seem like we're going anywhere, you know? But it's always like that one person, that one comment from like a listener that's just like, hey, like you're, I connected with what y'all said. Or, you know, just like being able to find community, right? I always tell people that it's just like the one of my favorite things of the podcast is sort of the community that we've been able to build. Like I tell everybody that I interview, so I'm telling you this now, like y'all become part of our network, right? And like we we're going to continue to follow you and make sure that like whatever you need from us, we're going to continue to do that, right? Because I feel that like and this is probably getting into a different topic, right? But I feel that like the United States is so individualistic, right? We're taught that like we are a lone person and that we we by ourselves need to succeed and need to do this and need to do that. But that's such a lonely road to it just be you. Because like when I think about where we come from, like we come from community, you know, and it sucks that like that's not something that we're taught, whether in school, even in social media, right? You have a content creator making content based on like one person or whatever, right? But we're we're part of a community. Um, I don't know if you have thoughts on that. Yeah. 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 Because at the end of the day, like if you eat, I eat, we all eat. It, it's a lonely road trying to do this by yourself. It is. And people that have like very individualistic minds where like they're only seeking for, well, what's the benefit for me? And I'm like, well, you know, you can learn a lot. And then you, you know, it's, it's, it goes back to what you say. It's about community. And, you know, I can't be totally alone of like feeling this way. I'm sure there's others that feel this way too. And it starts a conversation. I put that 
on my TikTok and look what happened. I'm like, oh my God, like I got reached out to another community of Latinas because that was the main point. I'm like, Latinas need to be like sharing their voices. <laughs> yeah. And I feel that also like a lot of us are scared, right? I feel that like it's a scary road to be like, hey, I have a voice. I have something to share because you get drowned out by so many other people, right? That have like all of these other things, whether it's money or influence or whatever, but it's just like, I feel that your story, like the podcast story really showcased that it's just like, you don't need anything to start sharing what you, it is that you want to share, you know? And so I don't know for you, like what has made, I know that you shared a little bit about sort of this with the song, right? But when it comes to your music journey, what other things have been things that you've struggled with or that you wish could have been different? Or if you want to speak a little bit about like how your journey has been, right? I know it's been since 2018, but if you want to speak a little bit to that. My music journey has been both amazing, but it's also really hard. It's very hard. Um, And I'm so glad that you asked me this because I do want to be completely transparent about how yeah, how it really is. You know, I take all the good things from this music journey. One of it being that it has given me really amazing experiences that I, I don't think I would have been able to have had it not been for music. One of them, for example, being able to play at a huge festival like Rizzo Fest, which was, it was one of my personal favorite festivals to go just as a fan. Yeah. So it was almost like a paradox of, going from like a festival goer to like okay now i'm playing on stage in front of like you know five thousand people (laughs) so you know that that journey that experience is something i i cherish um you know number two like being able to experience that with my family with my siblings and Mm -hmm. being able to see my dad see how proud he was of all of us um you know number three being able to have an avenue where I feel completely safe to speak what's mm. on my mind because as a Latina and as a first generation that was something that I struggled for the longest time of you know you have to be the perfect daughter you have to show up for this you have to like put on a face like you have to like you know stand a certain way act a certain way mm. so you know at the end of the day I'm still I'm still a first generation Latina and I and I for the longest time felt I didn't have a voice in that. And music was the one avenue that gave me that, you know, unfortunately the downside to that is it goes back to what we talked about. There's a lot of ego. I've had people that I thought were friends and, you know, acquaintances that, you know, we're both camaraderie, you know, we're all musicians here. We're all trying to get up in this world. And I've had musicians, you know, steal music from me thankfully like yes yes we've had i've both my producer and i've had people that stolen our music try to pass it off as their own you know it's i've had being a latina i've had male musicians reach out saying that they want to collaborate but then you know 10 minutes later they slip me a dm about something more risque that's not has nothing to do with music so it's like you know, I try to take myself seriously and I want to be taken seriously. So that's always the one thing that's like being a woman is harder in that aspect of, hey, I'm doing this seriously and I would re- I would appreciate being taken seriously for this. I'm not playing around here. So it's, but at the end of the day, I 
have grown to have thicker, thicker, thicker skin for it. I have an amazing partner that supports me with this, who is also a musician who doesn't treat me like that. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you find the gems within the journey. I'm sorry that it, that so much has happened, right? From the stealing of music to these like interactions with men, right? Um, and you've already, like, you alluded to sort of the ways that you navigate that. But, like, in those moments, like, what is that like, right? Um, if you want to tell us a little bit more, because it just seems like we've had other people on the podcast that talk about their music, but we haven't really heard that side, right? We haven't really heard about this, like, about people specifically sharing, like, these are some of the struggles that I've encountered, not even just being like Latina, right? Being a woman in the industry, right? And I feel like it's important because it, it creates like this realistic view. If like, I want to go into music, I got to be prepared to deal with situations like this, you know? You really do have to. Um, how I've been able to navigate, it's uh, like, it was hard at the beginning. It really was because I'm, I, I, I'm just the kind of person that because music matters so much to me, I believe that other musicians that are doing this as well have that same mentality that like, you know, music is personal, music is something enriching, music does, you know, save lives, it, it does a lot, you know, and so I treat it with that much respect where when I'm at a gig, I stay to watch the other acts, I support the other acts, I share the other acts. And so sometimes in the past, it it would get me down that like, man, I'm giving all this energy out and like, I want to be supportive, like, but I don't receive that back. So, you know, it's like, it, it, it messed with my mind a lot of like, is it me? Like, like it, I've just grown to realize that not everyone will give you the same energy as you, but you just stay clear, stay focused of like, well, are you doing it for them or are you really doing it for yourself? And at the end of the day, I'm doing this for myself and I just remind myself again, no one is going to care as much of what I have to say as much as me. And there always, always is at least one person that your music will speak to. And I would much rather focus on the ones that will stay by my side than the ones that are just fleeting by. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for that. Because that's very real, right? Um, and I feel like it's something that's not just related to music, but that can that people can relate to all aspects of their lives, you know? Because um, that's real, right? We give a lot of energy, but then acknowledging that it's just like, it's either you're going to be okay with not receiving anything back, or you're going to try to readjust, or you're going to try to do something, right? Because that's a lot. When you've had these moments um, and thinking about the positives, right, what have been maybe, I know you already shared about Ruido Fest a little bit more, but if you want to share another moment of like you in your music journey that you're like, yup, this is why I do it. This is who maybe I do it for. I don't think it has ever fully registered for me personally. Why do I really, really do it? Because I'm good at it or like, or that I, I deem that I, I can, I can write a song and perform it well like I don't I'm like that's not the reason um you know I recently did have a a small fallout with majority of the people that are on my life 
both in my family um just because i struggle with anxiety a lot and uh i'm on my own journey of like coping and healing with that and i am in, i can't say that i'm in a better place now than i was two months ago this ep that i will drop it's my second ep uh it's titled no one said it was going to be easy at all <laughs> but this particular ep has come together in the span of a few days like recently like a, like two weeks ago it it all just started coming out to me because i was dealing with that i was dealing with the loss of a friend that passed away last summer um i was moving from place to place to place i didn't have any stability in my life uh and now that my life finally has settled, like, you know, I've been thinking of everything, everything has been coming out because I haven't been able to sit with my thoughts. So this EP that I'm dropping is so personal and so dear to me that it does focus on all of the feelings that one goes through when they are experiencing anxiety from not not knowing how to express yourself to feeling like the world is just tuning you out is not you know listening to you um to trying to find that euphoric feeling within yourself of when the storm passes like how do you come back down so this ep is going to be really it's it's a fun upbeat one but it's also at the same time talks about dark topics but i feel like it will resonate to the listener that okay, I've, I've experienced it. I've been through that. And it's the first time that I really am so personal with my writing that I'm going to share my story unfiltered. <laughs> I love that. And I love that, like, it sort of highlights the way that music is sort of therapeutic for you, right? And I don't know if, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I feel that, like, that's so beautiful to see that you were able to sort of cope and process through some of these big, big feelings that you were navigating through and putting it into sort of music and something that you can share like is that vulnerability something that's sort of scary I know that you said that you haven't you haven't done that before so how does that feel to be maybe so vulnerable with strangers right I I was telling this to my my producer the other day I I said I'm feeling like I'm having a moment because I don't think I have ever really been truly vulnerable in in my music I write about like heartbreak songs. I write about like just light, you know, topics that you would think the majority of people are into. And it's it's stuff that I like, you know, I naturally am an indie girl. I love indie music. Like that's all I listen to, you know? So, you know, that was the kind of music that I was writing. And, and, And this particular EP, I told my producer, I'm like, I just realized that I feel like I'm kind of healing myself with this music of what I'm writing because I'm like I have nothing to lose at this point people know me people people within the Chicago scene they know who I am they know who I'm about at this point but I don't think they really truly know who is who am I so I love that I also feel that if it's not a little bit scary then it's like if there's not some risk involved then you don't have as much to gain you know but that just might be that might just be me but I love to hear that right I feel that like it puts like 
more of, like you said, like who you are into your music and allows people that have already known you or even new people, right, to be able to experience this with you because that's shit that people be going through, right? Life is filled with so much chaos um, alongside all the beautifulness, right? And there's beauty and chaos as well, right? Um, But it's beautiful to see how like you're willing to sort of trust listeners with this vulnerable side of you because that's big. And I'm really excited. I know that you already shared a little bit about what the album is about, but if you want to tell us more, when can we expect it? What do you hope people get out of this new album or EP? My newest single that I will be releasing uh, exactly in two days uh, is called I Know Who You Are. And this is a song about recognizing all of the negative aspects in your life it could be towards a person a situation but you're recognizing hey this is not okay i know what you're doing i know like like i know who you are i know what you're about and i'm going to remove myself from my own protection it's an empowering upbeat song it's very like synth poppy like 80s influence and i feel like the listener is just gonna be like heck yes that's how i feel (laughs) i love that and i love a lot of the messaging that you have behind your music right um i started listening to not hearted before we got on today and i was just like yep i'm gonna add this to the rotation because i just feel that it's something that i relate to and a lot of the topics that you've talked about today are something that i relate to right So when we're thinking about maybe like moving a little bit more to what do you hope comes out of this album, but then also like what do you hope like comes out of this year? Like what are some of your goals, aspirations, dreams when it comes to your music? That my music can reach the people that it needs to reach. Um, People that have felt they were never enough, people that were put down, people that were bullied or like never taken seriously. I hope that my music can reach those listeners because I want them to see and hear that one, they're not the only ones that go through this. Many go through this. Um, I want them to give them even their own sense of healing and coping through my music. by making them feel empowered, making them feel good, making them feel that they're not alone. Um, I also have goals to continue growing as um, not just an artist, but now as a producer, because I'm seeing a huge, huge, huge uh, gap that there are not enough female producers in the market. I think I, I, I literally just saw a statistic today that I shared on my Instagram. If people go on my uh, Instagram stories, they'll see that there's only out of all of the the entire popular market in music, there's only 2.8% uh, female producers. That's that's huge. So I saw that. I'm like, I want to be one of those next in line to be able to grow that. And maybe I can be, you know, a person that someone can relate to. Like, okay, if she can do it, like I can do it. So that's that's what that's my that's my main goal for this year. <laughs> If you can tell our listeners a little bit more of maybe what are the responsibilities of a producer? Like, what does that entail? What does that mean? And like, what does it mean to have like representation, not only women-wise, but Latinas, right? Like, if you can give us a little more insight on that. Basically, like the next person with the artist that 
uh, helps to write and structure the song together. Sometimes they can even be the main uh, writer for an artist. Uh, the producer's uh, goal and their main role is to help the artist. We ask the artist, like, what's your sound? Like, what's your style? What, what, what direction are you trying to go with this song? And we basically help to bring that to life. So we're the ones that are on the computer, like making the beats, or we'll give them suggestions. Hey, why don't you try singing it this way? I said, um, we dress up the song for those art, like for the artists. And because there's not as many female producers, like, you know, speaking from personal experience as a woman sometimes it's scary having to have conversations or having to reach out to you know other male producers artists musicians because you're always in that risk of either one you're not taking you're not being taken seriously or two you get taken advantage of i'm not saying all of them are like that one vehicle for other female artists that they can come to like and I would love nothing more than to work with other artists and like bring their voice because I know I can bring more to the table and bring, you know, I want to be able to give that voice for them. I love that. Um, what advice would you give up and coming Latina artists? Like what if you could, if you were in a room and everybody was like a Latina artist, what would you, what would you tell them? We need more voices. We need more representation. Um, also tell people, especially younger Latinas, trust your gut above anything else. Uh, people out there that want to see you, that don't want to see you succeed, they don't want to see you come up. Do not pay attention to them. Like, pay attention to your gut and share your story. We need to hear more voices like yours. I love that. Um, I love that you share that because it's also very honest advice and it's also something that people need to hear right um so taking it maybe a different way um what are what are some of the maybe like if we were to if you were to have like a dream collaboration who would it be with and why I ask this question every time (laughs) and I was about to miss it. So I'm like, let me not miss this question. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, Dream collaboration would definitely be uh, Kevin Parker from Tame Impala. Kevin. Oh my God. Him. One, as an artist, as a producer, as a singer songwriter, I look up to him a lot I am such a mega fan. If I were to do a collaboration with him, I, I I would cry, I would die, and then I would like resurrect, and then I would be like, okay, what can we do? Like, I just want to soak up everything. And whenever I see like his posts online, like on like Instagram of him in the studio with all the different keyboards and pianos, like I, I started with the keyboard first as my first instrument. So when I see him with all, I'm just, I just gosh, cause I'm like, I just want to be in that room with him and just work on magical stuff, like magical music together. <laughs> what were y'all's, mu- what was y'all's song be about? Well, since this EP is all about like the anxiety that one goes through, uh, my plan. And if, if, if this were to happen, if he was in the picture, I would tell him, okay, can we make a record that emphasizes about how to navigate life once you have healed and you know but you're you're a totally different person you know 
you're not the same person that you go into. <laughs> and even dealing with that changes a lot. Grappling with the fact that like this is a person that I was and this is a person who I am. Ooh, a lot there. I love that. So just as my last question before we get off, um, I want you to tell our listeners again where we can find you and give us your pitch on why we should listen to you, why we should add your music to our rotation. Well, my name is Emmy Like, I'm a first-generation Latina singer-songwriter coming out of the Chicago area. I love to have fun in my music. I love speaking about real, honest, real, honest truths, things that we go through. I know my music can probably, my music would be able to touch you and touch your heart of whatever it is that you're going through. If you want to have fun, if you want to laugh, you want to cry, um, if you want to just go through it, go through the emotions with me, check out my music, find it everywhere, Emmy Be Like, and be sure to check out my newest single, I Know Who You Are, that'll be out midnight, April 28th. Yes. When I, this gives me like, you know, those, um, when you're listening to the radio and it's just like, um, this is the person that comes to mind, but I'm not necessarily a believer. But when people are just like, yeah, this is Justin Bieber and you're listening to like whatever the station is. <laughs> Whenever I ask that question, that's what I imagine in my head. The, like you doing your little like um, the radio station like plug, like or listen to my new album. This You know, like that's the vibe that I that I get and like I love it so much. Um, thank you for sort of sitting with us. For our listeners, y'all know what to do. I'm going to leave Emmy's information linked in the bottom of the description so y'all can access everything. Come back in the 28th. We'll link the the link to the new song. But for now, make sure you're following her everywhere so you're not missing out on it. And that you're following um, Hijas Que Hablan on all platforms at Hijas Que Hablan podcast so that you can keep up all the updates on when this song is coming out because we're gonna be waiting on the 28th to listen to this new song i'm ready and i know everybody else is gonna be ready to listen so thank you so much for being here with us i really really do appreciate that you are giving this platform for all of us i love the concept um i am now a new fan because i I have been looking for something, I kid you not, I can send you screenshots of like what what Latina podcast is that is out there that like is educational, that is fun at the same time, but is relatable. So I I commend you guys. I really hope that you guys can continue to do this, continue to offer this platform for all of us out there. Um, I will definitely be sharing it on my page as well and I'm gonna keep following you guys and stay connected. And I wanna be part of that group. So let me know yes. like, how to connect with that group for networking. I love it. And we're going to we're going to end the episode with the signature. Bye. Bye.